and our leaders in prayer. Only Father, we just read the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we pray that your word now by your spirit would come and take residence in our hearts, that you would speak to us afresh in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take a seat. One of the delights of having teenage children is that you get to help them with their homework. And in doing so, you visit subjects that you left behind long, long ago. Perhaps like me, one or two of you have been travelling back in time over the last week or so and ventured back to Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. My daughter's exposure to this great literature is The Muppet's Christmas Carol. And so she was slightly taken aback by the harshness of the original, and particularly its central character, Ebenezer Scrooge. I half remembered some of the great quotes from uh, A Christmas Carol, and one of these came to mind. If I could work my will, every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled with his own pudding and buried with a stake of holly through his heart, he should, I say, be honest. One or two of us have muttered similar words in these last few days. Of course, A Christmas Carol is a morality tale, a work of fiction written to entertain and to raise questions. And at the heart of the story is a question, and the question is this. Where is Scrooge's humanity to be found? Why has he lost it, and can it be rediscovered? And by his humanity, I mean his love, his compassion, his joy, his empathy for his fellow man and woman. Where is your humanity? In different ways, each of the ghosts of Christmas past and present and future ask Scrooge this question. Where is your humanity? We expect it from others. We expect it especially from those in positions of authority and power. We expect it of our politicians. It's a fair question to ask. Where is your humanity? Where is your empathy? Where is your sympathy? Where is your love? Is it a fair question to ask of God? Well, God is God, and we can't expect or demand anything from him. We are his creatures, and he is our creator. But the wonder of Christmas is that he has revealed his humanity to us. He's made himself known in Jesus. And in Jesus, God reveals his love, his compassion, his solidarity with us. He shares in our joys and in our sorrows, in our laughter and in our pain. He reveals his empathy with us and all things life brings us. We ask God, where is your humanity? And he answers, it's there in the manger. It was growing in Mary's womb. It will be seen in a carpenter from Nazareth a spellbinding preacher who will speak words of life and truth and power. It will be seen in in him healing uh, the blind. He'll make straight the path for the lame. 
He will cleanse the leper. We ask God, where is your humanity? And he answers, it's there on the cross. It was laid in a tomb. It ascended to heaven. It is seated at the right hand of majesty on high. Where is your humanity? At Christmas, we remember that it was seen in Emmanuel, God with us. A babe in a manger with fingerprints and eye color and a good set of lungs for crying. Blood of our blood, bone of our bone. As John's Gospel puts it, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And remember this, the humanity of God is not created with Jesus, it's embodied in Jesus. The humanity of God does not begin with Jesus, it's revealed in Jesus. It was seen thousands of years before Jesus. In ancient times, when the oldest son got all the wealth and the younger sons have no social status, God accepts the sacrifice of Abel, not Cain. He accepts Isaac, not Ishmael. He works through Jacob, not Esau. He dispatches the giant Goliath, not with a king or a warrior, but with a shepherd boy whom his brothers have overlooked. In ancient times, when women were valued for their beauty and their fertility, God chooses old, barren Sarah, not young, beautiful Hagar. Leah, not Rachel. And when it's the time for the Saviour to be born, God does not descend to satisfy his passions as the Greek gods did, or deceive a young maiden by taking the form of a handsome hero, as Zeus was reputed to do. Now he sends an angel and he speaks to a young, humble girl as an equal. You who are highly favoured. And she consents to what will come to pass. Let it be to me according to your word. Again and again throughout the history of the people of God, in that which we call the Old Testament, God chooses the unknown over the well-known the humble over the great and the mighty. He chooses Bethlehem over Jerusalem, a manger over a throne. And that should give us hope. And that should give us confidence. Because if the message of Christmas truly is good news of great joy for all people, then that is good news for us. And if Jesus truly is the wonderful counsellor, the mighty God, the Prince of Peace, the shepherd who stands with his people, then that is good news for us. Because we need good counsel. We need strength. We need peace. We need shepherding through difficult times. A Christmas carol is a story of redemption. Confronted by his own mortality, dismayed by the hardness of his heart, 
Scrooge pleads for time and asks that he be able to make amends. On Christmas morning, he awakes a changed man. A large turkey is sent to the Cratchit family. Bob Cratchit is given a pay rise, and Scrooge becomes a father figure to Tiny Tim. The narrator ends the story of Scrooge by declaring, And it was always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas well. If any man alive possessed the knowledge, may that be truly said of us all. The true Christmas story, the real Christmas story, the story of Jesus is also a story of redemption, a story of change. He offers not just comfort and an assurance of the humanity of God, but also the potential for real and lasting change for each of us. John assures us that to all who receive him and all who believe in his name, he gives the right to become children of God. God shares his life with us, his humanity with us, that we might in turn share our lives with him. In the words of the carol, Where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. I wish I could tell you more, but we don't have time uh, this evening. But if you'd like to know more about the change that Jesus offers, who he is and what he can do for us, uh, we put some booklets by the exits. Uh, Do please take them as you go if you'd like to or pass them on to others. Little blue ones, little red ones are just by the door. They're free for you to take. If you'd like to discover more of who Jesus is with us or with another church, there's some cards on the seats. Do please uh, get in touch with us and we'll help you to do that. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Is he worthy of these titles?